0: Hey hey hey. Welcome to season 2, chapter 1, the childhood series. Let's go ahead and get started. Everybody's got a story. One that is more them into who they are. So hear my story. Us and us. Good and bad take from it whatever lessons you choose and if it doesn't pertain just leave it come listen in as i share my diary this is dee's diary dee's diary dee's diary So, before we continue into season two, let's do a quick recap of season one of the childhood series. I was born during the 1990 Liberian Civil War. The whole country was on the curfew the night my old lady's water broke, and my dad had to go outside and find some soldiers to help us get to the hospital. So, he and my old lady weren't caught alone walking to the hospital. Eventually, they found a group of soldiers who helped them get to the hospital. Once there, my old lady lost so much blood while giving birth, and they had my dad on standby to give her blood just in case. It all went well, thank God. After that, the real journey began. Me and my old lady got separated from my older sister and my dad at certain points of the war. At one time, my dad had to run with us through some dangerous areas as Liberians were trying to avoid flying bullets, you know, as the rebels and army soldiers were shooting at one another. Food was so scarce, my old lady stopped producing milk for me to drink. And we were all having a hard time finding food. In order to find additional resources, my dad at one point had to leave my old lady, my older sister, and I with some of his friends who were in a better part of Liberia, where the war wasn't as heavy as you know other parts. To find money to better our situation, you know, he had to find different means to get things done. So he ended up having to find transport on a ship that was leaving Liberia going to Ghana. He went to Ghana also as much as he could, and made some money, came back to Liberia, but at that time, um, he had a hard time finding us, because by that time, everyone was kind of scattered all over. He eventually found us, and we all found our way to a part of Liberia where the war was not as heavy. He and my old lady tried to make a living there, but eventually, things didn't work out. Their relationship came to an end, and they broke up. He then took my older sister and I to the neighboring country, Ivory Coast. There we stayed with our dad and some of his friends and family. It was a house full of people and we had an amazing time. Like it was always laughter and fun and just entertainment and it was I guess one of the greatest memories from childhood I can say. My older sister and I eventually started school and we also started speaking French, which I loved. And you know, just try to get used to adjusting to life in Ivory Coast. We ended up having to go back to Liberia after a few years um, because my dad had gotten married. He and my sister uh, was being sent for to go to America. I guess I wasn't really part of that process because you know who he was getting married to they didn't really know I existed at that time. It's a long story, we'll continue in the future. So fast forward, we get to United States in February of 1997. During one of the worst snowstorms on the east coast at that time. It was our first time seeing snow. It was so amazing. And it was cold. And we had those, I guess, not so warm African jackets. Just Google it. It's like I feel like every librarian or African who's coming, they always have these African cloth jackets, not really knowing what the temperature is like, but we had those and when I look through the album and I see all those pictures with it, I'm like, Oh, I know we were cold. But anyway, so we met our new mom and had to get adjusted to this life and environment. And, you know, it was a lot to take in, getting adjusted to being in the United States. the New people were around all, you know, all the time. But the following year, which was 1998, my mom had sent me back to Liberia with my dad. That's where I met my younger sister. And then I had to deal with not understanding why I was sent back, which, you know, eventually started. I guess, little me on this journey of feeling less loved and trying to figure out where I belonged or where I fit in, you know, compared to my siblings, you know, who got to stay in the States. Um, That was also the time I met my old lady, which was, you know, my birth mom again, or I guess the first time in a way, because I didn't really know her when I saw her, because I hadn't seen her since I was younger. It was until my dad was like, this is your mom, that I was like, okay. So she and I had to go through the process of getting, you know, acclimated on one another again. And since I was old enough to really try to associate people, I guess, I always thought that my other younger brother's mom, you know, who we grew up with before coming to the States was my mom. So once again, that put me in the phase of confusion because I, I guess I started to realize I didn't really know who was who in my life. You know, I guess the only consistent adult in a sense was my dad. But everything else is like, I I started to get really confused. So I stayed in Liberia about a year and a half or two years. And, you know, I made some really great friends. Eventually, I came back to the States about a year and a half or so later in summer of 2000. And, you know, my dad and I had come back uh, to the States. We eventually went back to living. You know, where my siblings were. But then my dad had to go back to Liberia, you know, because he felt I guess there was more opportunities over there for him, you know. But my mom said that I would have to go back with him if I'm or if he's leaving. I don't know, maybe too many kids, who knows. He said that he wasn't separating us, so he took my older sister and I to my uncle's house to stay. And then my mom came to pick up my older sister and she never brought her back. And so I just stayed at my uncle's house that year which was cool because I got to grow up and get to know my cousins, you know, for that year. So after that, my dad came back to the States to pick me up. And then he and I had to move out of state for another year. I guess I wasn't able to go back home. And a year later, um, we ended up moving back to where my siblings were. I know a lot of moving. Like I said, the whole desire we're going to talk about dealing with, you know, um, moving a lot you know, during childhood and stuff, and some of the impact it has as an adult. And I know we kind of talk about that in that adulthood series in season one, but, you know, we'll catch up to that. He and I, we came back from moving out of state. We came back, went back to where my siblings were, and then he went back to Liberia. But, you know, this time I got to stay. Well, I got to stay for a year and a half. So one day my mom had asked one of my aunts if I could stay the night at her house. And I came back the next morning to two packed two cases with all my belongings and a one-way plane ticket to Liberia. You know, that broke me. And, you know, once again, I had to deal with feeling expendable and rejected, you know, going through those same motions. You know, eventually I had to come to terms with, as I became an adult, and deal with, you know, all those feelings that I didn't understand as a kid. So I got to Liberia. That was in about 2004. I met my younger brother, you know, my old lady's son. And I befriended some amazing kids who were around my age who lived in the neighborhood um, that I was living in. And, you know, some of whom I'm still friends with to this day, thank God. And I got to see my younger sister again, which was cool. And, yeah, I think we're all caught up at this point. So, let's continue with season two. So, by this time, I'm in, what, ninth grade. which. Although it's considered high school in the US and Liberia, it's most definitely not. I was still one of the young cats. <laughs> so my dad had hired this old lady, you know, to come work at the house. She was the one who cooked and cleaned. And in this, I guess, beautiful ways, like she became like my grandma. And then the bond we shared, you know, stayed with me all the years later. And You know, I think I spoke a bit about her in the adulthood series. You know, she used to come to the house every morning when my younger sister and I went on our way to school. We'll probably sit here for a brief second. And then when we come back home, you know, the food's all cooked. We're all ready to eat. (sighs) See, that's one thing I miss about Liberia, man. You ain't never come home and had to worry about what's there to eat. It was just dope. You know, we would all eat and we would hang out. Most of the time, I guess whatever free time you had at we had at school, most of our homework will always get done at school. And, you know, we come home, we probably take an hour to do our homework. But it kind of seems like at the end of class, there's always this time frame where we just kind of all do our homework. And I say all that because when we got home, we had so much time to play and have fun, you know, with other kids in the neighborhood and stuff that we didn't. Necessarily have homework to do, so sometimes she would stay really late um she'll probably stay until like you know seven p m or so or sometimes if she's staying too late, she'll just spend the night and be there in the morning, which was cool because in the night we just used to talk you know different stories and ask her about her life. I can't say I remember how old she was. I'm not even sure if she knew how old she was, but you know we just kind of talk. It was the old lady, my younger sister and I, and then uh, one of my dad's friends, he's the one who kind of took care of the house. Like, you know, he's the one who sometimes cleaned and did the clothes and just, you know, took care of the yard and everything. Sometimes we would all be out there when my dad comes from work. We would all kind of sit outside. If he didn't feel like sitting outside, you know, he would go to his room. But most of the time we're all able to, you know, sit outside and just kind of talk about Liberia and the past or, you know. Sing some songs, just you know simple living. This was around the time where I think in one of the last few episodes, I talked about you know us having like this track and field competition to I guess for whoever was sponsoring like a Liberian youth track team, the track club needed to get some athletes together to get you know ready for some competition, so we had this um track and field competition with all the different schools, you know, to try to find some athletes. And uh, I had won, what was it, the 100 and 200 meters, chosen to go run and whatnot. But after I had won that competition, I think one thing I realized, I was dealing with, um, even though I loved running, I love running, I was dealing with, like, I guess, I don't know if it was the anger, the hurt I felt with how I left. States, and I say that because I was on a track club before I had left, and I was doing really well, I was learning the sport, you know, getting adjusted, and, you know, having just got snatched from that in a matter of, you know, overnight, I just, I don't know if it was fear of losing it again, or, I'm not really sure, but, you know, one one night I had talked to my dad about it, I was like, you know, I won the competition, you know, Everything that happened that day, he was like, yeah, that's good, you know, do whatever. Basically asking him, like, will I get to actually stay in track and field if I really, you know, stick to it if I really want to? Or will I not get to do it? Because when I was stateside and I was running track, like, little things, you know, like, you all didn't wash the dishes or you didn't do this or you didn't do that, I wouldn't get to go to track practice. and. I didn't want to, I guess, start a commitment to track if because of those little petty things I was going to be, you know, taken out of it. It was like, no, if you put your mind to something, you know, you know, you have stuff to do here. At the end of the day, if you put your mind to something and I see you're doing everything you need to do, you know, I'll support you. Which is true because some days we had track practice in the heat. And, you know, like you all know, Liberia is in the tropical area. It gets hot. So he would like take the track practice and he would be out there in the heat. So most of the time he would be in the car with the air conditioner. But, you know, a few times he would get out of the car and, you know, walk around just to see what I'm doing or, you know, telling me like, okay, you know, run here, run here, you know, whatever the case is. Even though the coaches tell me what to do, but he was still there. Sometimes he would just drop me and my younger sister off and I would just go to practice or whatever it was she, <laughs> I was doing. I remember one time he dropped us to this hill area, I guess, for the training that they were going to, like, run up and down the hills. So my uh, younger sister said she wanted to give it a try with us. After, like, one lap, she was like, no, I'm not doing this. And she kind of sat there waiting for me for practice until eventually um, my dad came back to pick us up. So, you know, it was, uh, I guess I was getting back into it you know, starting to love it, go to practice and stuff like that. So at least um, I was able to do that while I was there. Those were like one of the funniest times because until this day, me and my sister still laugh about it. Like my dad, you know, he was strict. We, Our house, uh, we had this, you know, nice sized house and a huge yard, the front and the backyard. But most of the houses in Liberia, I think I described it to you all before their fence then you know so you come in and you know lock the gate behind you or close the gate or whatever like it's you know security you go outside and whatever cases so we'll go out the fence and play with the kids in the yard and everything like that you know wasn't no bother with that but we had to like stay you know right within proximity so sometimes we have friends who lived in like other neighborhoods down the street and stuff and you either need a taxi to go there or, you know, when you're young, you can walk. So me, my younger sister, and then our cousin was living with us at the time. So all three of us. <laughs> um, When we, you know, came from school, we we're done, like, hanging out around the neighborhood. We want to see some of our other friends. And our dad was still at work. You know, the, um, the person that was in the yard, we we're like, hey, we're trying to go to the other neighborhood. You know, can you cover for us? So he would be like, sure, because, you know, he always used to be laughing because he was like, daddy, you know, like our dad was so strict. We all just kind of laughed about it. So he was like, "Okay, you know, when your dad calls and says he's coming home, I'll uh, I'll text you all so you can hurry up and come back. So this one time we had gone to like one of the furthest neighborhoods, like I don't remember what it's called, but it was probably like it was deep, like really far. And we hung out with our friends and we were chilling and I don't know, we lost track of time. And before we could catch on, we, um, you know, we we realized that I guess, and we were like, Oh my gosh, we have to go. Our dad came home at a certain time. And so we looked at the clock We're like, Oh my gosh. So we ran to the like front of their neighborhood and got a taxi to our neighborhood. The issue was with our neighborhood, we, um, the taxis didn't go all the way because we were like at the end of our neighborhood. So they always stopped at the road. So we were like running and running and running and running and trying to get there. While we're on the road, we texted, you know, the guy in the neighborhood. We're like, Hey, we're, um, we're at the front of the yard. Not that the front of the yard, we're still in the front of the neighborhood. We're running right now. And then we're telling him we're like, you know, uh, daddy's truck just passed us. So he was like, okay, cool. So we're running and running and running. So I guess, you know, eventually, I don't know if we saw a taxi that was going in that belongs to someone else. I'm not sure what happened, but we made it just in time. But the thing is, the front gate is never open as so when So by the time we got around that area, we saw our dad um coming through the that gate. And he always does this thing where he, he comes in the yard, and he stops right at the gate, and he asks, you know, And then he lists all of us, are we inside? And so (laughs) we saw him at the back. So it was like, oh my goodness, how are we going to get inside? So eventually all of us, we found our inner athlete (laughs) and we jumped over the top of the fence. And, you know, we went and, you know, sat to the front of the house because I think he had told us, the guy in the yard, I think he had told us that he would leave the front door open because the front gate couldn't open. But he said he would leave the front door open, so we so we jumped over the fence to get back in the yard, and then we opened the door, and then we just went and sat in the living room like we've been there the whole time, <laughs> and we were just laughing and trying to keep our composure. So our dad came in the house, you know, he always called called us each of us our name, and then we're like, "Yeah, we're in here." He's like, "How's your day?" We're like, "You know, it's chill." I was laying on the couch, you know, acting like I have a book in my hand. My youngest sister there, my cousin was just kind of laying, just like we've been chilling, talking the whole time. It was so funny. And you know how my dad's, like, really observing? He probably, you know, we never got to ask him, but he probably knew, but he was probably just like, you know, I'm going to let this slide today. But that that was real fun. You know, just kids building memories. Like, you're not supposed to do this. You end up doing this. It becomes something you laugh about as adults, you know? And then when we got older, I remember we we told our dad one time was like, "Well, you was really strict on us, you know," and then he would just laugh about it. But I guess you know, there's, there's always parents, you know, trying to protect people. But eventually, our cousin ended up leaving. You know, she didn't stay with us anymore. So, you know, me and my younger sister just, you know, kept on, you know, with our routine. Eventually, it was almost time for us to leave that neighborhood because. My dad was building a house um, somewhere else. Yeah, that's, you know, so it's not like we stayed there a long time, but I'm (laughs) I'm telling you sometimes when you sit down and think about some of the events in your life, all you can really do is laugh. But, you know, I, I have one of the funniest stories that happened when I was in Liberia and I'll just wait till the next episode to share it because every time me and my old lady talk about it now, we just laugh like. We can't even believe she and I were about to, as they say, do some gangster stuff. <laughs> but I'll leave that for another day. But like I said, it's the first episode. And I thank you all for getting back on board to listen into this new season. And I just look forward to sharing my diary with you all. So thanks for listening in and until next time.